Welcome back to the 1009 Podcast. Me and Grayson here, per usual, after recent events with other members of this podcast. Um, you can probably hear it in our voices again, and if you don't know by now, yes, the Clemson Tigers lost again. And for the second straight time in Raleigh, North Carolina, they have lost, where we have dominated the rivalry you would consider the textile ball rivalry for the past 16, 15 years, something like that. But we decided to go up there and lay another egg. And that prompted Dabo to have a interesting radio conversation the other night. So a lot to talk about with Clemson. Um, college football was still, you know, there's still some good games around there. NFL was all right. Panthers finally got their first win. And I think, I, I don't know if I remember saying it on the podcast, if I felt good about it, but there was, Plenty of text messages between us that I said I felt good. Uh, World Series is 3-1 deficit in favor of, is it the Diamondbacks? It's Diamondbacks, right? It's the Rangers? I have not paid attention at all to this, in case you're wondering. Uh, NBA is in its early stages, so plenty to talk about, but you know we're mainly going to be focusing on. Uh, Yeah, Seth and Jacob both worshiping their respective gods tonight. Um, Seth at church, Jacob is elsewhere. Um, yeah, I guess we'll start in the Old Testament like the Bible tells us and Dabo tells us because Dabo has decided for years that it's a good idea to, with Don Munson next to him, host a call-in show in which you elicit the opinions of people with nothing better to do than wait 40 minutes on hold to ask why in most years we're good or not good enough, and this year, why we suck. Uh, and this apparently 29-year-old Marine Corps veteran, Tyler from Spartanburg, decided to become famous for the rest of his life, at least in my part of the state, uh, Greenville, Clemson area, uh, and said a lot of things. Some of it, I think, was was fair. It was football-related. And then the part where he was like, you're bound with an $11 million paycheck was Outside of, I, that's I think. That's absurd. Yeah. Dowd never got that's, over like eight wins. <laughs> that's ridiculous. No. Um, four and four for him was progress, not uh, a low point. Um, but, you know, three-minute question, Dabo cut him off and then went into the most profanity-laced rant he's ever probably had in his life outside of the uh, media-proof confines of Clemson's football facility, which we've been in. Um, yeah, he tore him a new one. Uh, he said ass like twice, which I don't think, like I said, I've ever heard him say publicly, um, which, to be fair, was brought upon by the non-football parts of the question. He really, What he really did is he concealed a two-minute rant in a 30-second question. And so he posed the question and then was just talking shit at that point. And Dabo finally cut him off and uh, lit into him for six minutes. Uh, he took maybe two breaths the entire time. His voice is getting pretty hoarse. He was visibly well not it was radio but uh, you could tell in his voice he was angry as you know 99 percent of people don't hear him at practice or in the locker room so you only hear his nice dabo voice which evaporated very quickly um as it should have and i think that you know to oversimplify it there were things that tyler said that were fair and other things two-thirds of it that was really stupid and dabo came back at him with probably a similar ratio of he addressed the question and then decided to go down the road of like lecturing him on life and other things that, you know, don't answer the sliver of genuine question he had. Um, you know, he mentioned that he pretty much put Clemson on the map, which is true. As Bailey alluded to, his predecessor did not do anything like this ever. Uh, I don't think he won 10 games once, let alone 12 years in a row. 
uh, there was no college football playoff. He did not do any of that either. There was no orange bowls. There was, I mean, uh, the Nike car care bowl in that era was not something to look down upon. It was something to buy tickets for and be excited about. So, um, I mean, the, the program, I, I think, is still a lead, a top-five program in the country. This team is terrible. Dave Doran's a dumbass, and we've lost to him in his house back-to-back times now. That's inexcusable. I don't, I don't care who the hell the coach is, how much you worked your ass off to get paid $11 million a year. I, Dave Doran's a measuring stick. That guy's an idiot. He's always been an idiot. Dave Doran was that mad about a kid having a laptop on the sideline, cutting up highlights of us kicking their ass. So that's that's the level of uh, Dave, instant qualification we're dealing with. Dave Doran was more upset about Steve Smith than anything else. In this I, yeah, game. He pulled a Ryan Day and was calling out somebody yeah. in the media who does not care. Uh, it's just, I think, it's I think Dave Doran is the one coach I hate the most. Like Ryan Day's up there, but Dave Doran, is, he's just an idiot. He looks dumb. At least like, Ohio State's good. Yeah, like Dave Doran, like NC State's never been good at football ever. Philip Rivers went there. You know why you don't know that? Because they weren't good then either. It's just it's ridiculous. They've had like Tory Holt, Hall of Fame wide receiver, would never know it. It's just they're not good. It's like basketball. They're aggressively above average, and in a good year, they get game day like last year, and we come in and humble their ass. And it's just what happens. That's their ceiling. Is they're good enough to be ranked and play Clemson and lose? But for some reason, we like I said, the last two trips to Raleigh, we've lost. Um. This one did not take overtime. And again, the difference was a turnover brought back for a touchdown by a spiraling Cade Klubnik. Um, And we just keep turning the ball over and not scoring in the red zone. And then Dabo gets on a mic postgame, which at this point, every Clemson fan I talked to this week said, well, you know, I don't listen to postgame anymore because he says the same thing over and over. We're two plays away from winning the game. All this other bullshit. Nobody has the time or patience for so um it's maddening how bad this team is and i hope they lose out because i think the worse we do the more change that will be brought about and i'm not sure that we get much change anyway so if we you know we're not winning out let me get that out of the way it's not happening i don't think we win this weekend honestly um as I the still, irish the town but i still think it's like one of those things we're at home we're in our we're in our area like yeah we had some dumb mistakes against fsu probably we play that game again we yeah, we play that game again. We win. I would feel comfortable saying that because um, our defense right. There's not a loss. That's not true for, but yeah. that's just not reality. I, that, that's but, just. I mean, at that. I mean, if South Carolina replays their schedule, what if they're four and four instead of two and six? Like that doesn't. Uh, yeah, you're yeah. right, but that doesn't do anything for me, and it it shouldn't do anything for the fans either. And I think the ones like, that he's. Uh, the ones that Dabo takes issue with, he's right to, but it's such a small fraction of the faceless, nameless Twitter cesspool. I don't think he even gets on Twitter, first of all. No, um, I so I don't think, but I think people bring things to his attention. He's got which, three sons that are on Twitter. Right. It, that's which is bold because they're bad. Yeah. And they still ain't playing. Uh, so it's, I don't know. I'm tired of it. It's, I'm not shocked anymore. I wasn't shocked at any point Saturday. We were on the damn CW. We deserved to be. Um, it's, and we get Notre Dame at, you know how bad you have to be to play Notre Dame at noon? Especially the, the last time that Clemson and Notre Dame played at Clemson in the past two games that we played against Notre Dame. Like, right. all primetime games, all good games except for last year. Yes. Which, we'll put that on DJ. But Well, at Notre Dame, yeah, yeah so, that, that's going to be a 730 NBC. But it's, yeah. 
That's another measuring stick. You're playing story programs that travel well. I was just looking at tickets, trying to get into the game cheap on Saturday. Um, because I'm entertaining company that hosted me in South Bend the last two seasons very graciously. So I decided to turn the favor, even though I'd rather probably do a backflip off the back of the stadium than watch this entire game. Um, but I, I will be there, as will Bailey uh, and Jacob. So that's also going to draw me into town. But it's just, I, I don't want to go to this game. This is the first time I've, I've said yeah. this in probably since I've been able with my own money and travel arrangements to go to games. Yeah. And it might- hasn't been a long time, but it, I don't want to go to this game. I just don't. Past couple of weeks, my dad has been like, you sure you want to go to this game? You sure I, we want to go? Yeah. In the middle of the game last week, he's like, he reiterated, are you sure you want to go again? I'm like, yeah. It, I mean, like we said, if like if you want to come hang out with y'all, hang out with Jacob, like right. just hanging out and like actually going to like, because I'm going up Friday instead of just going up for the game. Like I'm probably going mm-hmm. to like Triple T's for a little bit, go to Essa, go to Kiwi Brewing where I always go. Like outside right. of that, like I'm just going to be in the atmosphere and just be it's there. the town, not the team. Yeah, yeah. Usually that's the inverse, is you go can to we, the team and the town is there for you. Can we tweet that? It's the town, not the team. When we lose Saturday, yeah, that's fine. Yeah, and we take a and, picture and after if we lose, yeah. we tweet it out. It's a town, That'll be team. my Instagram caption, yeah. And I don't think I posted on Instagram since we were good at football, which was uh, 2019. So it's just, it's maddening. Um, and I don't think there was a good point. I work in the Greenville area, I have the most of the time pleasure until Walt gets on of listening to 105.5, which is local sports radio here. And I hear the esteemed voices of the local Clemson beat and Walt Deptula. And I listened to it intently this week. And they obviously Tyler dominated airwaves uh, all day yesterday and most of today, actually. But as far as the, the fans and the slim percentage they are and as loud as they can be, it it truly does, I think, have an effect on recruiting. I don't think kids get on Twitter and look at mentions to decide where they commit, although I would not be shocked by that with how this next generation behind us is going with social media. But it doesn't help when, to Dabo's credit, the first bad season in almost a decade and a half, three presidential terms, and we're calling for heads. And I've been guilty of it, too, to have a frustration because we record these and we get to talking and we get kind of worked up. But there doesn't need to be a teardown because the things that are wrong are so easily fixed because they're fundamental, which is why the whole best is the standard thing and all that is infuriating to look at on a daily basis. Um, you know, we don't need to fire every offensive position coach, even if, you know, we maybe could. Uh, I mean, Dabo made the point in his tirade Monday, uh, Tony Elliott hadn't called a play in his life when he was hired as OC. And I think, you know, hindsight being 2020, I bet a lot of people didn't like that hire. And I, probably would have been among them um but it's just uh, when it works that's fine you're vindicated by the results and now we're four and four with a similar model and it needs tweaking like i don't think you banish cj spiller from the facility because will shipley can't hold on to the damn ball but like at some point either you sit them all down and say hand in your stuff we're wiping your fingerprint see ya or like look like uh, i don't know what he does behind closed doors they're probably is accountability there but I, I mean if thomas austin does not fear the fear of god in him when he walks in a facility and meets with Dabo one-on-one after the season like i don't know what we're doing and i realized he followed a hall of famer that even at his peak uh, the o-line was at best not the reason we lost games but yeah. it have to be because we got all this nfl talent which we don't have now um so i i mean the ripping 
this coaching staff down to the studs thing, I don't think is necessary. I really don't. I, I think there are several people, Bill Spires, that, that could do things elsewhere uh, and be more productive potentially because I don't know they could be less productive. Uh, I think Thomas Austin, you need to look, take a long look in the mirror as a program and think, I, I mean, we just had a four-star commit today for the class of 25 on the O-line, which is fine. I mean, recruiting is not the problem with receivers. When they get to us, they don't develop. They're not good. So I, I think that's half the battle. And we have a great receiver class coming next year, but they're true freshmen. We can't yeah. expect – right. That They're not on campus. You can't campus expect Tyler school. Brown. You can't expect Antonio Williams, like, every year. No, that One, is a like, luxury. That's why kids sit two years at Alabama half yeah. the time. I think that – I want to have faith in Thomas Austin because he had coaching experience too. outside of Clemson. I right. think some of the Where? guys that we've gotten in just aren't as good as we thought. And Which they might have, like, and maybe they're just, they just can't develop because they played against probably some just weak high school opponents. So, like, they're just not going to be good any High school recruiting at its core is overweight middle-aged men watching high school children play football. And thinking, yeah. how high could I rate this guy once he goes to Tennessee and commits so I could get, like, box seats or McDonald's, wherever the case may be? Yeah. It's not an exact science because if you look physically and mentally at the people that do it, you kind of question the whole thing. And it is guesswork. They have no idea. I mean, there's Hunter Rimpros of the world. There's Frank Latson's of the world that are big misses one way or the other. Club, Nick. Yeah, we'll get to him. Tate and, Martell. Like, Jesus. <laughs> That's one of the biggest, like, exactly. overrated – did nothing. It's getting there. Uh, but, I mean, it's, you know, Joe Burrow uh, to really hammer the point home. And there's exceptions to every rule. There's just happens. I mean, there's thousands of these recruits. And they generally do an okay job. And we wouldn't use it. Uh, but it's not an exact science. A five-star yeah. kid does not mean first-team all-conference, first-team all-American, any of these things. Um, and, you know, Georgia and Alabama are also in the volume game because they have kids that have all the talent in the world. They can't stay out of jail cell. So, uh, I mean, it's – there are always going to be problems in recruiting classes and guys you expect to be better aren't guys you don't expect to get much from are amazing. So it's just when it doesn't go your way, like it has in Clemson for a while um, in aggregate, I, I think it adds to the frustration because it's like, well, we developed this guy, this guy, this guy, and this guy. So why the hell can't we develop the guys we have now? And it's, you know, and your first look is, well, who's the coach? And it's different. So, um, and I really do think that uh, Jeff Scott will be on the staff in some form or fashion yeah. next year. I, I don't think he's able to stay away and coach, you know, four-year-old soccer for that long. Or to bring him uh, back as just a wide receiver coach. I'm sorry. That, that is one position that needs to be changed because there yeah. has been too much time. Unless we go out and get Brian Hartline. Yeah. I don't want to uh, – I mean, at that point. If there was – if I'm pretty sure if 99% of Clemson fans, if they had – if they were polled about which position they would have a coach get – fired it would be wide receiver and as much as Tyler Grisham is a great guy I think it'd be O-line but I, that's up there yeah I mean but it's just it's been three it's been this is what Thomas Austin's what second year and it's been yeah. three years three or four years of Tyler Grisham right. and both how very good coaches yeah been them a little bit and the recruiting has been <sighs> close enough to consistent with the past to where that's not the problem it's when yeah. they get there, they suck. And that's going to happen, but it can't happen more than it doesn't. Otherwise, we have position groups like this year. Or, we're again, relying on, you mentioned it, Tyler Brown, 
who was a late add to the class in general. He was not some like top of the board, got to get this kid kind of dude. He was almost like Etienne, a very late add that I, I mean, he's not Etienne yet, but has all the potential to be an excellent receiver for uh, two to three more years after this year. But and what just, is one name of a receiver that was highly touted coming in that has not done a damn thing since he's been here? Uh, there's six of them. So, I, I mean, and half of them transferred out, which goes back to my point last week. Name me one kid that's transferred out of Clemson that's done yeah. damn thing. I'm looking at you, Adam Randall. <laughs> like, yeah, just one guy. The health aspect. And uh, Stilato's like Sid Finch at this point. I don't know if that kid's real. But, I, I mean, it's. He played. Uh, he had some. I had the stats he has been earlier. Playing. No, oh, we, let me see. I don't want to see Hamp Green on a damn football field. Yeah, he had seven for 29. Adam Randall had three for 23. So, like, I mean, that's. I mean, K didn't have. They don't control the depth target. 33 passes for 263. It's just not ideal. Five and a half yards an average on a pass is it's it's just not ideal. (laughs) And turnovers. That's how we lost. Like we gave up 200 yards on offense, and they got half of that in two plays. I just I don't know if it's so the defense play is not calling or is just I'm just, I'm wondering if it's just K just we don't have the know. offensive line to pass pro I think is the yeah. issue but I don't think we don't that, even try so it must look that bad I, practice and K just panics yeah but I mean he's he does not get this pass forever to be clear but he is still green I think experience was like his tenth eleventh yeah. start which I I you know. If your first reaction is, well, fuck, he's had 10 games. That's, I mean, yeah. It's but, hard. I mean, yeah, you're right. It's hard to adjust midseason. Like, you kind of are what you are and who you are until you can get. Oh, nothing's going to change. Seven, We're eight the same months. way now we did against Duke. Yeah. It's not going to change. It's just not. Yeah. You fix that in mat drills and spring ball and fall camp. Yeah. And we it's, did. I mean, it's across probably the, board, the yips, that, especially with the fumbles. It's it's. Probably the yips. Like it's in their heads. Like whatever it is, it better get fixed. We can get bench yeah. next year. Uh, and, we don't have a quarterback in the twenty-four class. I'm pretty sure. So speaking of bench, uh, and I know he's hurt, but and I know I've been on this train here the past couple weeks, but Phil Moffa probably needs to be RB one going on for the rest of the uh, year. Uh, I mean one A, I think is yeah, fair, but at one, I don't want to hear I mean, any of this. Shipley is such a weapon in the receiving game, but. He's to let him do that. Just, yeah. Let him be the third down guy. Let him do that. Give me Moth yeah. on first, second down, where he can run and, you know, gain yards after contact. And it's just, I don't understand it. I, they have always deferred to elders. He's averaging about every five yards of rush right now. Oh, I know. He's broken a couple and he didn't have as many carries, so it's kind of skewed there. But it just, it's explosive. He's a pound back. Yeah, and we, explosive offense-wise, have not really had that um, unless we're playing just the shit teams on the schedule that we should be. Uh, and I remind you, we were up a touchdown on Charleston Southern at halftime. That was we're losing. Stupid shit, dude. Yeah, that was ridiculous. Um, I still maintain that's the most embarrassing game of the season, and we won that game. So, um, <laughs> We won that game handedly, too. <laughs> Yeah, it was 49 like, nothing in the second half, but it's it was the yeah. inverse of three years ago when we didn't score against the Citadel in a half. Um, but it's, you know, like we've said, nothing's <laughs> going to change. If you go back and listen to us after the Duke game, we're probably saying a lot of the same stuff. Turnovers. Wide receiver play. Cade doesn't look line. ready. 
Receivers have no separation. The team Dabo doesn't said, look ready. No fight. Dabo said, the word, Dabo said the word speed a hundred damn times up this season. So I guess the entire track team quit. I don't understand because it's just there's no way. It's that's not there. Yeah. And we said it plenty there. of times. You you can't have a season where you start off with a hype video coming out saying you're the only team to not win a national championship and then lose the first game. Right. And then just don't look complete at all. And then you, you can't be coming into every game or every post game saying, Yeah, we're one play away from being six and oh blah 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 blah. blah, blah. That works once. that yeah. works one time. You There's one, one of those. Like I, Notre Dame on. against Ohio State. That's yeah. one. That's an example of that. Notre Dame does not get Louisville for that because they got their ass kicked. That doesn't work like that. I don't care. It, you get Clemson one. Clemson when we lost to Pitt. Like, that's that's one. Deshaun Clemson checked we lost 35 run plays at There's the one. line of scrimmage. Uh, yeah. Yeah, it's just. It's, not four, not three, one. And we burned it in the first damn it's week. It's quite literally the opposite of LeBron. But, like, what I wanted, like, one thing that I was saying, like, I kind of going back to the whole Tyler situation was I see both sides of that whole conversation. I I see the point frustration of frustration like, leaked in. I think frustration on but but there's frustration on both sides. I know Dabo is very equal. Yeah. Dabo is he's not he's not happy that we're four and four. I mean, he's pissed no. off. Everybody's pissed off. Like, Right. We want to win. He wants to win. Everybody still has that drive to win. It's just there's just it's just not working. Like it's just it's it's just the pieces he just put on the field. Yeah. When combined, look like shit. And that's been the case the entire season. Oh. I can't think of four quarters in one game. We've looked good the entire year. I can pick four quarters out, but who the hell can? Yeah. It? I mean, it's just that's that's not productive either. And um, shout out to my uncle for calling us out on Twitter after yeah, all four thanks, of us fine. kicked us. We, God, we, Dabo had his hook, line, and sinker going into that game. Which, I mean, hindsight. Simple, we also weren't going to back on defense. Yeah, yeah, we're not going to pick not, Georgia. Come on, we're not journalists. We're not doing that. Um, yeah, we don't get paid for this. Now, and I'm, I'm sure Ipte won't be calling on us to host a call-in show anytime soon. But I, it's... That's the other thing. If Dabo thinks that he's going to talk down to every fan out there, which he did a little in the heat of the moment, when he pulls up the balance sheet on that NIL collective and it looks like, I don't even know what, you're not outbidding anybody. That's the other thing with the portal is we want to use the portal like we should. That ain't free anymore. That's free agency. That's If you play fantasy football, that's auction waivers. That's You're putting out dollar amounts and deals. And all this other stuff that you're not supposed to use it in recruiting, but they used it 40 years before they made it legal, so now they're going to definitely use it. Um, you're not going to get a Keon Coleman. You're not going to get uh, – No. I can't even remember. Like, and, You're going to have to fork over so much money that you're, you probably need to give to the players that you have already that are good to keep them, which is just awful for that the game. That too. Like, right. Yeah, no. Roster so preservation is now a thing that happens, which is pathetic. Yeah. That's why Drake May almost took $5 million. Not almost. Was he offered was, $5 million. Now, uh, family ties. Look up May UNC. And you'll, yeah. you'll see why. But uh, Drake May at Alabama right now? I forget it. You can cancel the damn playoff. There's no... Yeah. That's over. That's done. That's decided. Um, it No, but I mean, he's going to need to be a little more rah-rah when criticized. Now, what Tyler did was criticism that he went two miles over the line. But uh, yeah. 
at its Both core, of them were overlying completely. <laughs> oh, yeah. And uh, Tyler brought it fully upon himself, as his girlfriend told him. I read the uh, Larry Williams article. And the whole other thing I keep hearing is, like, the media doesn't ask him these questions. Yeah, they do. Yeah. They just do it respectfully. And they, they change the wording. a whole lot different. Yeah. Right, which is why they went to journalism school and have degrees and salary jobs, because they do it correctly, which is why they get better answers. Even if they have the same damn answers every time, he, they're not getting screamed at, mostly. Um, and, I mean, I was listening to Will Vandervoort today on The Roar talking about how they do it with tact, and that's how they get answers, and you may not like the answers, and he might not even answer the damn question, but they're not going to get screamed at because they're not being jackasses about it. That's the difference. Um, and if you want the media to look like that, then I'm sorry, you're just an idiot. That's not what the media is. That on, yeah. People on Twitter. If you want to tweet at Dabo, who does not have a Twitter, and bitch and moan and complain and call his character and faith into question, that's so stupid. That's ridiculous. Um, so, uh, I mean, Dabo has earned every bit of $11 million. He's underpaid. He's like he said. He put these cow pastors on the map in football and everything else. Yeah. You know, everything you see around Clemson that's new, he paid for. Because as soon yeah. as we the championship in 16, they set application records for the school. That's everybody. That's STEM. That's music. That's art. That's everything. People don't even watch damn football. They heard about Clemson. That's free ads. You're all over TV on ESPN for a month in yeah. the playoff. So he just the, bought uh... to the school. And football makes much money. They give money back. They can't spend it all. Yeah. So it's... That is also a ridiculous thing. He's underpaid. Uh, now, if you want to talk pocket watching, go down to College Station where Jimbo Fisher is riding the same 13 championship and hadn't done shit, getting paid more with more recruits that don't stay. I mean, his recruiting highlights have been like guys going 65 in a parking garage. Like that's that's the video you see about their recruits, and they decommit, and they leave, and they flip, and they you know they end up on the other sideline on Saturdays in the SEC. Uh, I mean, Ryan Day was handed the keys to – uh, an absolute amazing program in Ohio State and has not won anything. And that may be a Marvin Harrison hit away from not being true, but I don't care. Um, it's, I mean, they choked against Georgia last year to the surprise of not me. Uh, so, I mean, I, if you look at the top head coaches in the sport, uh, two of them have two titles. And one is Saban, the greatest coach in the history of ever. And then the other one is Kirby Smart, who is a recruiting guru and turned Georgia into a factory for the NFL and the corrections facility, but mostly the NFL, and has won two titles. Uh, now, he hadn't beaten Saban twice to do it, but any title during the Saban era, even if it may be coming to a close, is extremely impressive. Um, and to do it twice in three years, beating Saban twice in three years, he had never lost a championship game. And the second one was his tie for his biggest loss as a coach ever. So uh, I think that, you know, now Dab what Dabo can't do is turn to Jimbo Fisher and ride that until uh, the checks stop coming or the buyouts checks start. But I, I don't think he's going to do that. Like you said, he wants to win. He doesn't want to be four and four. He has no interest in just collecting his salary and not putting it forth in the field. I mean, he does not have an $11 million team this year. No, but the decade plus before that, he's had a $50 million team. So it's, you know. If the program survives, and this is a one-off or a two-off, and we're right back to 10 wins next year, maybe not you know, a title, but back in that Orange Bowl mix, something like that, then this is going to be looked at a lot more favorably. It's just a question yeah. of who survives the culling that people want and probably won't get this offseason. I think this is – I mean, this, I'm looking at our 
our past. It's our, it's our first four-loss season since 2011, and we still had a 10-win right. season that year because we won the ACC championship. Um, and then it's, I mean, it's been 13, almost 13 years of just, I mean, we're, we're a spoiled fan base, like completely. We got two Absolutely. national championships. Like, it's, and it's our so, perspective like, was during yeah. the literal peak of the program ever. Yeah. We had the four greatest ever. years. We went to three national championships, lost one, four ACCs, one, two, like, we, you could argue we to, 15 to 19 or 16 to 20. Doesn't matter. That's ridiculous. They're the same. They're, yeah, they're, they're, literally, they're exactly they're, they're the same because one team was 14 and 0 and lost Alabama. One team was 14 and 0 and lost LSU. But we're such a spoiled fan base. Everything is in the moment. And people just like, there's been times where I've caught myself I'm like, I got to sit back. I got to take a second. It, we are oh, yeah, who no. we are this year. We're not going to change. This program got to where it is for a reason. It should, and we've stayed at that reason for. 12, 13 years now, there's going to be a blimp in the radar, a blimp on the timeline. But, like, yeah, it's a lot worse than people thought it was going to be, but it happens. Oh, it's way worse. Yeah. Yeah. Like, I mean, Saban's version of this is losing two games. So, uh, yeah. Saban's version of this is playing Michigan in the Outback Bowl. Right. Which, to their standards, is four losses. It's what we are in right now. It's, and like I, like you just said, we just at this point just look forward to next you know get to a bowl game just pot like have stuff to take away from each game from here on out like you don't win have to win but just, that game is not yeah this is the most important part yeah this is the most important you got to win this Palmetto Bowl like that's the most important Half. Palmetto Bowl in the past. So, just first, it's the most important Palmetto Bowl since I think the first time we beat them in five years. So like, yeah, yeah. Uh, right. Because I mean, they're two and six. They don't have many wins coming their way. They ain't got so, a damn thing to play for. They're not going to make a bowl game. Right. Which makes them arguably more dangerous. Um, now we'll say they had confidence last time we went to Columbia and then it scored a point. But that being said, that team's a hell of a lot better than this one. So uh, I think, you know, as we learned last year, this is not a ride in pin kind of game. It's rivalry. You throw the records out, all the cliches you want to say. Which sound funny until it happens, like last year. Uh, that was an Orange Bowl team losing to a Merleach team. So, I mean, it's yeah, that's important to keep in mind. Is these last what four games? Um, you know, we host Notre Dame and North Carolina, two ranked teams, both with back-to-back losses recently. Um, that are going to be hungry to add Clemson. A road Clemson win is going to go a long way in a resume. I don't care how bad we are uh, in a given season. That's still, I mean, that's why we're favored against, or excuse me, that's why Notre Dame's only favored by three points Saturday. It's just still a lot of respect for what Clemson does, specifically at home. Um, you know what's but weird? It's, it's waning. What's that? Chad Morris's first year as offensive coordinator. You know, the first like outside hire that we had in a while. He went ten and four, yeah. four losses. And ever since then, we haven't had more than three losses. So maybe it just, as dumb as it sounds, as plain as it sounds, it just takes a a little bit to get used to a new offense. Like, there was growing pains when Chad Morris left, and then when Jeff Scott and Tony Elliott came in, there were growing pains. Those offenses weren't great. We just had exceptional talent during those years. So. Which covered it up. 
Yeah, was and born. there's not exceptional talent with this team, but oh no, give give Riley anyway. another year, another spring, another fall fall camp, and you probably get the Garrett Riley offense we've been seeing for a couple of years, and we know he's good. Because if this if we hold on to the ball, it's like I don't want to sound like Dabo all the time, but if we hold on to the ball and not fumble half the time, we are probably like close to being six and zero and probably winning every game handedly and like. There's plenty of times, like, in Cage sure Young. Sure, hurt. Yeah, so, Cage uh, Young, he's making mistakes. Like, we've been, like we said, we've been spoiled with generational quarterbacks that just don't make mistakes. So, well, we, Sean like, did all the time, but it, we forget it because he won a yeah. title. Uh, so, like, it's because we're not Iowa. We're not no. averaging no points at all. We're still scoring 20, like, outside of the Wake Forest game, we're at probably averaging 30, 35 points a game. The defense is not giving up anywhere close to that on average. Um, so it's, yeah, we have the defense to be a much better team. We still have the offense, and that's a, a talent issue, a coaching yeah. issue, and an execution issue. And you're not going to fix either one of those three things in the middle of it's November 1st. I mean, we're now. averaging 30 points a game, like 31 points a game. Right. That's enough to win. Right, but we spot teams three turnovers in a defensive touchdown every exactly. damn week. Exactly, Ridiculous. and that's like, and that's what I'm saying. I think Notre Dame had two last year, so maybe it's already yeah. 14 nothing as we sit here on Wednesday night. Um, yeah. Which, if you yeah. go back, Duke had a scoop and almost had a scoop and score. Like, like yeah. Florida State had a scoop, a scoop and score. NC State had a couple of interceptions. Miami obviously had the scoop. And, like, yeah, you know how Louisville beat Notre Dame? They forced five turnovers. Yeah, it's like, like I said, as much as I want to, I hate when he says we're one or two plays away from being six zero. Because he said it 12 times. He said it once. That's fine. But, like, he's, he's just, like, thinking about it now, he's not wrong. <laughs> like, Well, it's oversimplifying it a little. Yeah. But, it, yeah, generally speaking, if we don't turn the ball over ever, we probably win more games, which, like, yeah. no shit. Who doesn't? If that's, we have, like, one less turnover a game than we do now, I wonder how much better we are. Because we've always kind of been a team that's somewhat been sloppy with the ball. Like, yeah, but Especially, then you throw an like, 80 yard bomb to Mike Williams and no one gives a shit anymore. That's the difference. That's not there. Or Nuke or Sharon Peak or whoever. It's just not there. Um, T, Justin Raw. I mean, both. Oh, I could name 12 more. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I don't think any God receiver on this entire team would start on a team. 16 fumbles. They can't hand the ball off. Are you kidding me? That's, Literally, we cut that down by half, and we are perfectly fine. Like, that's just... I don't think we lost all those, but it just goes without 16 saying... 16, and we've lost 10. We've lost more than we recovered. Well, you're not <laughs> supposed to... You can't expect... I mean, if you're banking on fumble recoveries to save your week, then you just have shit wrong. Um, yeah, if, I mean, if you recover, then they're just a mute point. Well, they're an eight-yard loss every single time. Which, when yeah. they keep happening in the red zone... It's just inexcusable. I don't know if it's on Spiller. Who's the QB coach now? I don't even know who the QB it's coach is. It's Garrett. Okay. All right. Whatever. Um, it's I don't care if it's on CJ or Garrett. or I, I see them do ball security practice. I watched it for years, every day. The difference is, when Elliot did it, it worked. I'm starting to think it's like, I think majority of it is that Cade pulls it way too late. and It may be his fault. I don't know. I think that's. I don't know. A good bit of it. So, as much as it is beating a dead horse, like 
we've kind of gotten our point across. No, it's it. the fourth time the horse has died, so I think we're beating the hell out of it because we should. Because we lose <laughs> the same damn way every other fucking week, and it's ridiculous. And we're yeah. sitting here thinking about how to drive down there and pay money and spend a whole weekend in Clemson. Watch us probably get our ass kicked. So watch this one out. Like I'm I, taking things for granted. I, if Dabo thinks that we're gonna fill a stadium for this bullshit beyond maybe another season and a half, he's if he thinks we're spoiled, then they'll prove it to him. I promise. He was bitching about the hill being full when we were winning every game by 30 points. So I, I think that well, that's, that's like a fine that's like line. One of the few things I mean you can complain about during those seasons is the fact that like oh the hill's not full and we're winning every single game yeah, by 30. There's like, a well, why aren't fire marshal thing and they don't sell alcohol in the stadium and there's. There's other things. Uh, we were both college kids. I've been on the hill. It's great. But, you know, after a certain period of time, you're like, man, I could be drunk somewhere else right now. It's 52 to 7 in the third quarter. Like, yeah. It doesn't help that we allow re-entry to games and people just don't come back. <laughs> like, if there's the option yeah. for people. Yeah. That's the one thing that I think Clemson kind of uses. You leave thinking, okay, we'll come back, and then you start drinking again. You're like, well, I'm not walking back down there. It's 45 to 3. Um, so, that, that's a – a problem of success, I think, which is fine because you go to Columbia and there's more aluminum than I don't even know what an iPhone factory, and it, it doesn't change ever because they suck and they're consistent. Yeah, last time we were there, that thing changed real quick. It looked like people evaporated out of those seats. That's you started to see the toilet bowl swirling. It, you could have been within COVID protocol in like the middle of the first quarter because there was nobody within six feet of you on either side unless yeah. you're with people. Uh, but uh, whatever, I, we're bad. Um, we beat this dead horse so many times this season, yeah, which is but, uh, painful. Like I but. said, yeah, we have to keep it. It's just it's the same. Whatever, you know. As I said, when Tennessee uh, fought hard for their five wins and, and cheated, it could always be worse. And uh, speaking of cheating and wins, uh, Jim Harbaugh has the hand signal assassin apparently on central Michigan's sideline to with it looks like ray-bans with a camera in them because there's video of him on the sideline and blue light popping up on the glasses and there's an exact product with that exact like look yeah i've seen that and it looks like the kid it looks like him now why the hell you're rating jim mcelwain sideline look across at a terrible michigan state team i have no idea um, ever since they paid Mel Tucker $9 million, that guy has been horrible and was fired for even worse things off the field, which I, that storyline belongs in the SEC, to be all honest, be, in all honesty. But um, it's just – that's so embarrassing that they've been good for three years nationally. Like, they've been respectable nationally for three years. And it took knowing the other team's signals the entire time. Like, they were never actually this good. The, entire, the whole thing is a complete lie. They're going to vacate – the three best years in that program's history in the last, I don't even know how long. Uh, I mean, it's just, like I always say every week, it could always be worse. And usually I looked at Columbia for that because Shane Beamer said something or kicked something. But it, it's our peers among the top uh, program-wise because they have a three-year run built on just blatantly cheating. And I don't know what the NCAA is going to do in 2036 and no one cares anymore. But the Big Ten could park them uh, for their postseason. That would end their playoff bid, I would assume. Um, they sit in the top four in the first playoff rankings with drop last night, which I did not know because Clemson is not in the top 60, so I did not pay attention to that. Uh, Ohio State is number one. 
for reasons I kind of get. Um, I think among it's those is not eye test. It's the wins. It no, it's because Michigan has is going through that scandal right now. If they weren't going through the scandal, Michigan's number one. Well, yeah, but Michigan had been behind Georgia and the AP poll pre-scandal the entire time. Um, That's fair. But, you know, I've said ad nauseum how stupid the AP poll can be, looking at you, Brett McMurphy. But it's – I think that, um, first of all, the first poll doesn't matter. Mississippi State was uh, – we have teams all the time that are one in this first poll. Tennessee was one last year, missed the whole thing. Happens every year. There are one or two teams in the first edition or the second or the third. We have a whole other month of these. We have four or five more of these before conference championship weekend. Um, so it's a nice indicator of where the committee thinks now. But as teams play head-to-head, Michigan, Ohio State, uh, Michigan, Penn State, et cetera, et cetera, I, we're going to have some some teams bumped down for losses, some teams bumped up for wins, and it'll all shake out usually to a pretty, pretty clear-cut top four. Um, but uh, on the Michigan thing, I, I really do think they could be ruled ineligible by way of not being able to participate in Indy, regardless of the outcome of the Ohio State game, which I I hate that I can't call that game right now because I think it's going to be a great game. I just hate that this cloud does not gone go anywhere. Um, it's only going to get worse as we keep finding footage of this kid doing something else. I've seen stuff where it's like people are starting to think it's not the same guy. He looks fairly oh, similar because, like, he looks very similar. Unless he shaved his head in between that picture, because that was the first week of the season when Central Michigan and Michigan State played. I just looked it up just to be sure, and because I'm like, why? Who is he gonna? Like, and how Same good is that? Her. Yeah, how good is that camera to be? Like, there is no way. Good enough. Gla- glasses camera is going to be able to look all the way across the sideline and see exactly. Ah, I can see it. I mean, they're wearing neon. They're not hard to find. Yeah, but I still think the the video would be grainy. But uh, at the I beginning like of this whole, yeah, at the beginning of this whole storyline going, I was like, I was like, oh, they're still like, because it originally came out that Michigan was stealing signs, and like Clemson right. has been through that with Venables stealing signs, but Venables is just a smart man and just he did it in his own way, where like That's he watched film, yeah. So I think that's what initially everybody thought was like, oh, they're just watching film, you know, getting key, you know, getting key signs and stuff like that and waiting until last minute for formations and stuff, which Venables was really good at doing in his time at Clemson because I work with linebackers. Clearly, that's Venables position. And that's yeah. one thing he would preach. He would just wait to the last minute. They would know exactly what would need needed to be called. And they were very disciplined. But then you started getting stuff come out about paying for the tickets, you know, catching guys videoing the sidelines. Like, that's when things started to get a little feet. And now, if like, hits. one, bad on Central Michigan for giving a random guy a sideline pass that they don't know who it who it is. Like, that's just, that can't happen. Yeah. So, and that's where I mean, things kind of started to get pushed. I mean, there is plenty of sign stealing going on college football. And there's probably some teams right. that are probably doing similar tactics to what Michigan is doing. Uh, I will maintain I am in the camp, but I don't think so. Because this is, I mean, it's a 600-page manifesto. That's in, that's psychotic. Yeah, that, that, that's that, that, insane. That's, I mean, there's probably, that like, better be unique across everyone. Yeah, there's probably guys that go to games, but they don't, I mean, because you can, 
how who's a, oh no my like I have a friend that's like at this school and I'm just happened to be here like there's so many ways to get around that kind of thing but like the way the mission did it, go I will never forget my our sophomore year we played Auburn hosted Auburn and some kid put on a white dress shirt and a tie and a fake mic and got on the sideline I was on the side of the entire damn game you know it was bad. no one knew anything. I knew him. I saw him. I'm like, you're, you don't belong. He looked sideline. so out of place. I went to high school with him. Yeah, shout out River Bluff. Oh, yeah, I, like just... that. Shout out to my boy Nathan Murmo. I walked now. up to him on the sideline. I'm like, what are you doing? Yeah, and he's like, shut the f up. <laughs> I snuck down here. That is one of the greatest yeah. things I remember. I got to. I God, I forgot about that. Now, in the the age of YouTubers and other idiots doing this all across the country it's it's gotten a little harder than that you know work a little harder to get down there stay yeah. stay down there that's the other things pre-game uh, no one cares but you the entire <laughs> game um i think he still got a picture of it i gotta go find that, that so I, oh he I'm, was all over everything for especially in clemson uh, being students at the time it was the talk of everything um yeah old nathan murrow i forgot about him he's a good dude but it's so it's it's not as hard as you think uh you know uh, stadium security is not exactly like a SEAL team. I'll put it that way. Um, but I, still, uh, the entire thing, it's an entire like syndicate of this BS, and they're going to get punished for it, I think. I feel like Harbaugh should shoulder most of it because at the end of the day, I, you know, he was he had to be aware of it. There's no way he was aware of it. He had to be. So I, I think it should fall on him, which is, you know, First reaction will probably be a look towards the NFL finally. Um, but I, Michigan as a program should be punished because obviously they were people that facilitated it for three years. This happened. It and sucks for be the players because they're going to eat it too. And it'll be the players in seven years. It won't be now because the NCAA is toothless and never actually accomplishes yeah. anything in the way of discipline. So, but the Big Ten, I'm telling you, I, there's no precedent for this. This has never been uncovered to this extent ever. Um, they could just say, I don't care what you do, who you beat, you're not playing Indianapolis, and then yeah, that means you're not going to playoff. So, um, which would really put a massive damper on uh, that big one to close back our season, unfortunately. Um, because I mean, Penn State, they they beat who they're supposed to, and they lose to Michigan and Ohio State every year. So, I I don't think that's going to be a big thing. But uh, do players with NFL aspirations? Sit as soon as they're deemed postseason eligible. They have enough tape. Oh. Um, What's that running back's name? Backs. Blake Corum. Thank you. I could not think of it. This probably hurts uh, JJ McCarthy's Heisman odds. Like, <laughs> I don't think he ain't winning the Heisman I, anymore. I don't think he was ever going to win the Heisman. I mean, if they went out and they, they, I don't care. He never had the hype around it, but I, at the, the time, he was looking like the only one. I mean, they gave Devonta Smith a Heisman because the quarterback sucked. So, I, I mean, it's just... Quarterbacks did not suck. That was rigged. Well, his quarterback sucked. Not it's... Sucked. On BetMGM, it's Michael Penix at plus 275, J.J. McCarthy at plus 300, and Jaden Daniels at plus 450. Okay, now given those three, which one would you eliminate first? J.J. McCarthy. Exactly. There's no... I don't, I, Bo Nix is plus 600. That's, that's a ticket right there. See, I bet on Hartman, and then they lost two straight. And then I bet on Drake May. They won one game and lost two straight. So 
I, I would like to see Oregon in the playoffs. I will not be doing that because it seems that when I do that, uh, the quarterbacks in the immediate aftermath of that are like one in six. So I really don't want to do that to Oregon. Um, so I will refrain from that. But, um, you know, I, I took Hartman before they played Ohio State just as a way to say I think they won that game. I was very firm in that the entire week, and they were a play away, um, as Dabo would say. But then I went to Drake May before Miami. Uh, they won that game, and they proceeded to lose the next two to Virginia and Georgia Tech. So uh, one of those events is enough to lose you a Heisman. He pulled off the clean sweep in the long column there. So, uh I'm I'm looking on a certain website at odds, and there is one name that is still in the same ranks as Caleb Williams at plus five thousand. <laughs> like I mean, Brainstool. I mean, uh, that's one. That's none other than Cade Klubnik. He's in the same boat as Quinn Ewers and all that. But the fact that his name still has odds besides Arch Manning should have better Heisman odds than Cade Klubnik. That's ridiculous. I, some of these um, this certain website is kind of funny. That's just. If you, first of all, yeah, <laughs> I, I I had a feeling. You're welcome to go ahead, knock yourself out. Um, uh, I'm gonna, I might, I might put a little on Jalen Daniels, Jaden Daniels. I like that one. And he's a guy that could outplay his team's performance and really get to New York and. Uh, Card three. Heisman voters. Johnny Manziel. I'm not. I'm not. That's one. That's one award that you just can't predict until like the week of. I mean, last year nobody wanted to win it the entire season, so. Um, it's uh, yeah. JJ McCarthy will not win the Heisman. I don't care what happens, who loses, uh, whatever. Penning just came off the game with he didn't throw a touchdown. So uh, and he still has better odds than him. So depending on where you look. Um, but yeah, the the Michigan thing is we're kind of getting towards the end of that immediate media cycle. It's more of a social media thing now, uh, thanks to in large part Tyler Spartanburg. But um. I think the whole thing's beneath Michigan as a program and a blue blood in this sport that's been going for 150 years and change now. This is one of the more embarrassing scandals I can think of ever. Um, you know, Hugh Freeze's office phone usage aside, I think that as far as on the field goes, this is about as bad as it gets because uh, it goes straight to the integrity of the game. And you wonder, you know, Harbaugh finally figured out how to beat Michigan. This is great. Or Ohio State, this is great. Uh, yeah, because he had the plays. Um, so I, I think I'm very interested to see how they play the rest of the way. Um, I think teams are being fired up as ever to beat them, knowing they've been cheated for the last three years, and they've probably lost to Michigan because they've been one of the best teams in the country in the regular season when they know the plays. Uh, in the last three years, of course, they go to the playoff, and they don't know the plays, and they lose, which – some people call it coincidence. Um, I would call it correlation. But I, I think, yeah, the Big Ten went from a super conference to James Franklin can't win big games, Michigan can't win a game clean, and Ohio State just has not looked impressive a lot winning this year, eye test-wise, which is a flawed metric as much as any other one. But um, it is, again, we've been saying all year, the most wide-open college football has been since probably 2007. Yeah, and I'm starting to see a bunch of those highlights from from those games. I just saw one from Kentucky losing to South Carolina, Illinois beating whoever they did that year. Like, that year was fun. That 2007 season, 
except for Pat McAfee. But yeah, I mean, it was yeah, R.I.P. Yeah, game day legend. Um, but m- maybe that's what this. I mean, this sport needed it. I mean, because for how many right. years has it been the same kind of core group of teams making the playoffs? This Clemson, is the first Bama, year that we, Ohio State, Georgia. Yeah. This is the first year we've really seen that the portal and NIL kind of really come to effect and how much it can actually affect teams, rankings, opinions, you name it. Um, we're seeing it with teams like Florida State who use a portal heavily. And with teams like Clemson who use a portal absolutely for just Hunter Johnson. No, we use the portal for personal favors and graduate assistant coaches. Yeah. We don't use the portal for athletes or players. That, that, and it's literally both ends of the spectrum, and we see how it's working. Like TCU made the damn title game. They lost by 100, but they made the damn title game, and we can't beat NC State on the damn road. So I, there's something to the portal mystique, I think, that's worth exploring. And when you tell me that Bill Spires is on it, or excuse me, Danny Pierman is on it. I'm calling bullshit. That's not true. I don't think he knows how to use the internet. Um, you know, he's not the most tactful person uh, in speaking out loud, or I think other ways, which is why he's the paper title guy in the first place, not the tight ends coach anymore. So um, we can find other ways to keep him in the building uh, that actually benefit the team, which would be a nice change of pace because there's, I think a culling as far as non-productive members of staff that need to go. Um, and I get some people earned it. Like Danny Poole should have whatever title he wants. I don't care what he wants to do. He was there four years. That's different. Um, it's just, it's mind numbing to watch it come to this, honestly. So we've kind of beaten the dead horse so far today about college football. Um, elsewhere yeah, around NFL. the... Yeah, NFL. There's a certain we have, team. We have good news. Yeah. There's a certain team on this pod. Well, two certain teams on this podcast that won their fair share of games this weekend. The Carolina Panthers are no longer a losing team. They beat the Houston Texans on a last-second field goal that happened to be taken like three or four times after some just annoying bush league, just dumb penalties by the Texans. Uh, proving that Bryce Young is the superior pick compared to C.J. Stroud, which I say tongue-in-cheek. But, yes, the Panthers finally won a game uh, coming off a bye. You, know, you have two weeks to prepare for a team. I told Grayson the day of, day, a couple days before, that I, for some reason, felt good about this game, and turns out it actually worked. We really need to win out because giving away – a first round pick and the Bears sucking and then going 0 and 6 is like they're going to get two top five picks. So, like, uh, yeah, it's just not ideal. And now that no. we go up against a uh, Anthony Richardson list Colts team, which don't hate our odds again, uh, I wouldn't. I, I think you guys lose that game, but I, you know, it's at Carolina. I don't care the where the hell game is, Bailey. Wow. Damn this Mars. is the real bank. This is the real bank. Screw the one up in Philadelphia. They can't make it to a World Series. This is the real bank. Yeah, well, the average fan's not taller than the franchise player up there, at least. Um, it's nice to see the Panthers win a game. You mentioned they do not have any sort of reward incoming for their futility. So if you think they're doing it on purpose, 
I, I wouldn't put it past Dave Tepper to not realize they don't have a pick and instruct the team to lose on purpose. But I, I think they have shown a little bit of fire, uh, as especially as of late, they won the game. Last second field goal took four tries because uh, the officials didn't want to go home. I don't know. It was weird. But Pinera came through, which was nice. Good story. Um, you know, rah, rah, all that good stuff. Bryce Young in the win column. He's, you know, the sixth rookie QB to do it, but he did it. So congrats to him. And, yeah, I, the Panthers are in a very bad place because they don't have that pick. Um, you know, I mean, Jacksonville, we just saw pick Trevor Lawrence, number one overall, and was right back in that same seat the next season. But the difference is they had the pick. Um, so that's that's extremely tough developmentally for the entire roster because you're not adding a top talent, um, especially off a season in which you clearly need one or several of them on the roster. So, um, you know, we'll see what shakes out with the defense and the contracts that are coming out for them. But um, for Bailey's sanity... I, I hope it's good news because there's not been a lot of that, but it's a uh, it's a victory week for for Bailey and the Chargers handled uh, Bajent at quarterback on a national stage, so that's I guess nice. I don't really count that as a massive win. But we don't have many wins at all, so uh, we get Zach Wilson and the Jets on a Monday night, which is still a must win. I think the Chargers clinging to wild card hopes. The bottom half of the AFC is very wide open so um as is quentin johnston who's starting to slowly get more involved so that we don't fire every scout in the entire payroll which would be nice uh, but you know who knows if it looks good two more weeks the panthers would probably give us a first round pick for him so uh there is hope to One be day. had <laughs> give me give me some hope but yeah uh bailey mentioned the Diamondbacks are not quite up 3-1 in the World Series. They are down 3-1. Uh, Adolis Garcia and Max Scherzer bowing out of the series due to injury. They've been replaced on the roster by people I can't name, and neither can you because no one's watching this World Series. Uh, this is the lowest-rated World Series in some time now. I think a women's basketball game, albeit a massive one, uh, outdrew them ratings-wise, which is not surprising. Um, there's a game going on right now. It, it started an hour and a half ago. I have not looked at the score a single time. Um, now, in my case, I've been watching the Thunderbolt 22-point lead in their first home nationally televised game in three years. But the general public is also not watching. Um, so, uh, you know, you can blame the matchup. You can blame whatever you want to blame. I think it's marketing. I think Manfred's an idiot. Um, and I think that you can blame a lot of things off the field before you blame the product or the teams or the logos on the field. Because there is talent. I mean, they got this far. I mean, Corbin Carroll's been the best rookie all of baseball and no one knows it because they don't market at all uh, so it's it's sad to see it's exciting to watch there was a 10 nothing lead last night turned into an 11-7 final uh, a victory for texas which uh, i will grant not the most exciting way to watch baseball but uh, there are still moments worth watching i had it on mute most of the night uh watching some nba but um i, I mean what do you think as far as the world series how will we look back on this one i think it it probably goes back to the NLDS when Diamondbacks beat the Dodgers and the Phillies beat the Braves. Like, right. you look back at that, and then you look back at Houston losing to the Rangers, which, I mean, looking back at the beginning of the season, the Rangers paid a bunch of money. They had the talent. You just They just had to put it together, and they put it They've together. They've been pouring money into that team for three years now. Yeah, so 
I think they so disappointed in the playoffs is when probably the Braves lost. It's it's I mean it's one of the Diamondbacks and Rangers both won. I mean they they're two teams that nobody really expected to be in the World Series. We all um, wanted obviously the Braves because they probably had the greatest offensive season ever and probably won't see that again. Right. Like yeah. we've already had remixes of the '98 Braves with the '23 Braves. Like, <laughs> and we'll be able to get our own conversations with some of those members here this weekend. Um, right. Possibly. Uh, stay tuned for that if you hear anything. But uh, if we uh, if we're worthy. Yeah. So it's. Yeah, it's unfortunate and it just doesn't have the pool like the Diamondbacks and the Rangers. Neither of them won their divisions. They had to go through the wild card like. It's still baseball. I've watched a couple games, not much of the games. So that goes to show you why I did not know yeah. who was up 3-1. I've so. watched. 12 innings total, probably, across the four games. And I haven't watched a second of tonight. So, uh, yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, I will say I did tune out when the Braves lost. It was because, uh, per recent tradition, I was a Braves playoff fan. And that did not last as long as I anticipated. But, yeah, I think it's a brand issue to some extent. Another extent is they don't market baseball at all. Uh, so, because then they can complain about ratings so i think it's very defeatist and it's been that way for a long time they depend on brands to bring in viewers themselves rather than do it intelligently from the head of the league level so uh you know it's like Clemson football it's it's been this way for a little bit now it's not going to change anytime soon so um that's i guess frustrating as a baseball fan in general but uh i mean you really can't blame people if they're not if it's not being brought to their attention, you can't blame them for missing it, I think. So, um, anything else sports-wise? Uh, NBA has gotten out of the way. I know I mentioned that in the intro, but really not enough to go on about with that. Uh, my Kings did win the first game of the season. Um, and they are 2-1 and one with the only loss to the Warriors, who they currently play tonight. So, getting a bunch out of those, getting that game out of the way so right um, uh recent nba news homegrown got his ankles broken the other night yeah we won the game i don't care um rookie of the year by the way i i think that the big news james harden was granted his fourth trade uh he's the trade demand god um not of much else he's a very poor postseason performer and teammate and ambassador for what is good about basketball, at least at the professional level. Um, he forced his way out of another team. Uh, what? The, no, know, he would never do that. Right, and if you haven't heard outrage from Sixers fans, Google Tyrese Maxey highlights, and that is why they do not care. Uh, he was a cancer to that team, and will continue that in L.A. They have... Russell Westbrook, who's playing very well for the Clippers, and now they bring in James Harden to muddy that in a big way. Uh, it's a very top-heavy roster already with PG and Kawhi, who, if you haven't seen play recently, it's because they haven't usually. They don't tend to last health-wise late into the regular season or the playoffs, which is why they haven't done anything. Um, but they have a three-something billion-dollar arena coming up soon. So uh, I think the owner, Steve Ballmer, will... Not make it a large priority uh, 
to try and get this figured out sooner rather than later. And if they tear it all down, the Thunder have their next like six draft picks. So I dare them. Um, but it, it's yeah, James Harden sucks um, as a player. Some nights he's that's the saddest part is he's a really good player. He's a ten-time All Star, but he is just the worst kind of teammate, and you can't build around him because he'll leave. Um, ask the Brooklyn Nets. You can ask the Houston Rockets. Uh, the Thunder one makes sense. He wasn't getting paid what he thought he deserved. Um, but that was 15 years ago. So um, it's disheartening because if players of his caliber pull it off, the ones that follow in his footsteps, the, the next generation and beyond will only look to that as an example and not an exception. So um, if you wonder why you can't buy an NBA jersey for longer than 18 months, look no further than him. One thing that I look like, at with Harden, and I know I'm like one of the few soccer fans and pay attention to a good bit of going on with soccer is you see a lot of that with a lot of the superstars. Like they either want to get paid or they want to go to the team that's going to pay them the most. Like, I mean, it happens in it doesn't happen as much in football or as in baseball. They don't have as much say as they do because you like know, the leverage like, thing. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So yeah, he's a give it what one or two years and he's going to out of LA I'll give it weeks months he is first of all I don't know if he's in the league in three years if this keeps up I I mean he's getting up there in age he has all the talent in the world when he applies it which is rare because he's never happy so it's there may not be a team after the Clippers if he follows the similar model which is a train wreck uh, there may not be a team that lines up and says, yeah, we will deal with this now, which is insane considering how good he is. I don't know how the NBA is with Hall of Fame voting and all that, but is he a Hall of Famer? Yeah, he will be. I, I think he will be. I, not that this shouldn't make you wonder, but no, I think he will be, even without the title. Um, is I, I is the that, NBA a little bit more lenient with Hall of Fame than other sports? Yeah, and legacy now is construed as so many different things. I mean, he's a very talented individual player, but he has not been conducive to winning in the postseason really ever. Um, his best chance at the title was a six-man. Yeah, I mean, honestly, he was good enough then to start for a lot of teams. But that being said, the closest he's gotten to a title was in OKC all those years ago. They lost in five, and LeBron captured his first title. Um, but it's just... It's the same playbook over and over again. He gets to a place that he's surrounded by stars. He just invents a way to be unhappy. And the whole thing comes tumbling down. Yeah, yeah, he shows up 30 pounds overweight and just doesn't give a shit. Um, which, you cannot have that in an NBA team. You get 13 guys, you can't wait. Or it's, it's 15, whatever. You get two-way spots, whatever. You do not get a lot of spots. For active players, you cannot waste one on a guy that's going to provide the worst example possible of how to be a professional basketball player. Uh, you just can't do it, and that's why I think they really may not be another team after this. I mean, there really isn't. There was zero trade market for him outside of the Clippers. Like there was nothing because they didn't get a lot for six him. Six or nothing. Well, yeah, because no one else wanted him. There, there was no. Trade market for him. There was no beating the doors down to get him. There was n- none of that. And the other guys that have been perceived to be maybe like Embiid would have a massive trade market. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, massive trade market. No one wanted James Harden. 
except right. for the Clippers, who said three days ago they were stepping back from the deal anyway. And they didn't give up a lot. They gave some draft picks, but I, draft picks in the NBA go. is like nothing because it's two rounds or whatever. Yeah, two rounds, sixty picks, and this we had some uh, picks ex, picks removed because of infractions, the stupid stuff. There's fifty eight, but whatever. Yeah, two rounds, one night, sixty picks. Um, you can't you can't fix your team like you can with like the NFL or the MLB no, right. on the draft. This it's it's yes. like workload it's, really. It's much harder. Yeah. Um, I mean, look at, I mean, I'm watching the Pelicans right now. They have Zion, arguably what the biggest draft prospect in have all Zion. Well, he's healthy now because it's November 1st. But I, I mean, that team sucks. And they have him and other talented players. I, it takes, there's a true recipe to be had there. And I hate the Warriors, but they figured it out and they've been good for that long because of that. Um, and they built it through primarily the draft and, Kevin Durant being a bitch, but I, I think that, yeah, it's not an easy thing to do when you have a guy like James Harden, it makes it that much worse or more difficult, which is why teams are not going to be entertaining it for much longer, I don't think. Yeah. But, yeah, that's... Or just do what today. the Kings did and just completely rebuild and just build your team off of Kentucky's well, back. Yeah, uh, Fox, Sabonis, Harrison Barnes, aging a bit, but... Uh, you know, those are guys that collectively give a shit and want to achieve something other than paychecks go. and strip club bills. So I, I think three that that's, Kentucky guys go big blue. Right, Trey Lyles may or may not still be there. I can't remember. Uh, there's too many Kentucky guys in the yep, NBA. He but, is. Um, getting paid eight million dollars. And Malik Monk there too. That's another one. Yep, um, that's the other one. Many. Right. Okay. So Darren uh, Fox is getting paid thirty-two million. Oh, oh my god. Oh, you should look up top NBA salaries and just take. I don't want to do. I don't want to do that. <laughs> it is large. Um, but yeah, that's what we've got this week for sports. And before we start rambling on, or you don't want to listen like Dabo does after losses, um, we are on Apple and Spotify like usual. Uh, Twitter at the Ten O Nine, creeping towards five fifty on there. So if you want to contribute to that, we appreciate it. And uh, other than that, we'll be back next week, hopefully after a shocking, stunning BYOG-style win at noon. Yeah, that's all we can hope for, Um, which, like we said plenty of times, it's just going to be a social event. But uh, be sure to look out. We'll have picks and all. I don't know. if We probably won't have that one on the books, would we? No, we will not. Okay, just making sure. Just making sure. But... um. Yeah, when you hear from us, we'll have a World Series champion. Uh, Carolina Panthers are going to be 2-6 and six after this weekend. Same record as South Carolina. Who had that, by the way? If the Panthers had the same record as South Carolina at one point in the season? It. I would have believed it. <laughs> that's, some, that's some funny. Don't uh, uh, Will Muschamp was a better coach. Um, but, yeah, like you said, you know where to find us. But uh, you got anything else? That is it for me. All right. That's all I got. This is... Subscribe.